This episode of Octal FM is more of a how-to episode, as we share some tips and tricks for getting started building a PC for playing some games. We cut through some of the aspects that we think are unimportant and share some shortcuts for saving time and money. Hello and welcome to another episode of Octal FM. I'm Zephyr. And I'm Gelato. And today uh, we're going to be discussing something that we've been kind of interested in for quite a long time now. In fact, it was one of the things that really brought us together as friends, mm. um, which is we want to discuss building your own gaming PC, or any PC really, I suppose, but specifically regarding gaming, um, as we think it's something that kind of what we talked about in the previous episode with ai in that it's sort of got that mystified nature around it hasn't it like people mm. seem to see it as this like gigantic wall that you can't kind of overcome because it's so much to learn but we don't think that's true we think it's much simpler than people think it is and that it's certainly worth your your time and investment if you want to be uh getting into the gaming scene for pcs yeah, exactly. It's sort of like we're going to kind of take a similar approach to the approach we took when we talked about coffee and getting started ah, in specialty yes. coffee um, in a similar sort of, you know, we're going to we're going to talk a little bit about some of the things that the Internet says you should care about that you don't need to care about, um, you know, and things like that and just sort of go through some of the basics. You know, hopefully by the end of this, if you if you're sort of thinking about building a PC or, you know, you've heard us talk about gaming on PCs, but you're a console gamer and you're sort of like, oh, it would be nice. But like, I want to build my own PC, but where do I start? You know, hopefully by the end of this, you'll have a bit of a better understanding. You'll feel like, yeah, actually, this this really not that difficult. I'm sure I, I can definitely do it. But why would you want to start? PC gaming like if you've already got yourself a games console like you've got a PlayStation or mm. an Xbox primarily like why would you want to get yourself a gaming PC well there's 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 two aspects to that aren't there really because there's there's both um why might you want to build your own PCs for for playing games and also why just in mm-hmm. general do you want to you know would you want to use a PC um for playing games and for the for the latter you know talking about PC gaming in general I've always been a, a you know a PC gamer primarily at heart um and I've always really liked the fact that in general the performance and the quality you know graphical quality and and games and so on are, is better on PC mm-hmm. um because consoles tend to really be quite relatively speaking cheap components in the scale of PC components yeah especially nowadays where consoles do tend to just be PC parts anyway or near to nearly just PC parts. Yeah. There's a lot less bespoke nature to consoles now, right, isn't there? Exactly. And I really like that, you know, a PC's multifunctional, right? Like it it it, it can do a lot of other things and even if your components and your PC gets too old for gaming, you can upgrade it um, or you can find another use for it. You know, maybe you mm. can put it down by your TV and it can be a media PC, you know, or maybe it can, you know, if, you, if you're if you a bit more techie, then it becomes, you know, a, a file server or something. Or maybe you donate it to someone else who who is getting started and just wants to play some indie games, you know. I mean, as an example, we're yes. using our gaming PCs right now to record this episode. Right, exactly, exactly. Um, you know, so there's a lot more you can you can do with them and and finally i think that there's a lot more fun stuff you can buy for a pc and like yeah. and, and, and and get like a, a much wider range of peripherals and choices and they tend to be cheaper you know you don't need to buy a special xbox steering wheel you can just buy any steering wheel and it'll work yes. with a pc you know that kind of thing i think it helps a lot as well um you know especially if you are interested in different genres of games and you know you're interested in things like elite dangerous that we talked about you know mm, you, you yeah need, with a flight stick you need a pc you need all the you know choice of peripherals you can even build your own peripherals nowadays you know for yeah. things like that which is a great little avenue to go into you see some really cool creative things with people building like you know custom flight sticks or command modules or something right, for exactly. games like elites and uh, and similar and this stuff isn't hard anymore you know there's there's so much out there on the web to help you with this mm. kind of thing the other thing as well is that PC gaming, the games themselves are generally cheaper. Yeah, that's very true. The average retail price for like a PS4 or Xbox One game is like, what, £55 yep. usually? Like 50 yeah, £55? Yeah. Pounds? Whereas like on PC, I feel like it's usually like 30 Yeah, It's yeah, yeah. kind of the average for, for a kind of a regular release. And there's almost 
always some form of good sales going on mm. uh, and although steam sort of dominates the the main pc gaming market digitally speaking there's still plenty of other options for you too like there's all the other different um online right uh, platforms you can use which offer mm. different services and different bundles and stuff like that so you can save yourself quite a lot of money yeah, I like to think that sort of PC gaming is very democratized. You know, like you can you can vote with the things that you buy and the way that you buy things, whether that's mm. the games that you buy and what service you use or whether it's the peripherals you buy and which manufacturer do you go to. You know, and with console gaming it's very it's very walled garden. You know, you can buy Yes. You, yes, you can buy, you know, codes for Xbox games or whatever online from from digital distributors, but it's very different. Ultimately it's still kind of Microsoft or Sony or whatever, you know, yeah. sort of holding the strings um whereas it's a it's a lot more open with pc gaming as well but we've said that now that's a good reason why to play pc games in general but why should you build your own pc specifically Hmm. well i think first of all i think it's a great it's an interesting learning process you know if you're in any way interested in in how pcs work and how computers work then building your own is is a great sort of learning process but also it gives you so much more options for customization and personalization you know it's a lot like how people would buy themselves a car Mm. and customize it like yeah sure you can just get a standard car from the showroom job done but if you want to get one that's really your own you can customize it however you want Mm. so you can change the paint job on it you can add decals to it you can change the rims on it you can add all the electronic gadgets inside you want you Mm. can tweak with the engine you can do so much with it and this is sort of the equivalent of a pc right you can both customize what it can do but also just personalize how it looks and how it goes about doing it too if you want like a really kind of cool small pc you know with a really kind of like small little like desk profile cool you can do that Mm. you can get a mini mini pc but if you want like a giant towering behemoth with like fans everywhere or something Mm. you can do that too and they'll do essentially the same job but you can really put your own flair on it Mm. and it also means that with a PC, yes, you, you have a budget of how much the PC is going to cost, but there's like inf- almost infinite flexibility in where you spend your money. So you can say, oh, I want to spend, you know, extra money on getting a really nice case. And I don't mind so much about whether I can run games at, at max settings. Or you might say, actually, I've got a lot of like files that I want to store. I'm also you know, maybe an amateur photographer and I want to be storing all of my files. So I'm going to spend a bit more money on storage and a nice monitor or something like that um, because I'm editing photos as well. You know, you have that sort of flexibility. You're not just buying one thing. And that particularly is the case for building versus buying something off the shelf. Now, there are some downsides as well to to pc gaming and also building your own pcs they're not quite as plug and play so to speak um they're they're a little bit more you you need a little bit of knowledge going in and you need to sort of um troubleshoot your own problems because you will come across an issue here and there Mm. like where something just doesn't quite want to work how you expect it to it's not just as simple as buying the console plugging it into your tv powering it on off you go which a lot of people want and and rightly so. Like one of the downsides to PCs, I suppose, is the fact they're going, "Oh, I'm going to have to mess around with this so that I can get this game to run how I want it to run." Whereas in a PC uh, with a, a games console, you just buy the game, mm. put the disc in, off you go, which is great. So that is one thing to consider. But I, I personally believe that that's not enough of a downside to not start playing PC games. Yeah, honestly, I agree. I agree. And there's a couple of other things as well. I think like I think space is a big deal for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. You know, if you if you Particularly, we're going to be talking about taking a fairly generic path, which usually means buying a decent sized case. Um, And, you know, just having the desk space for like a case and a monitor and a keyboard and a mouse, you know, Mm. compared to a console that just goes under your TV that you've probably already got, you know, that that, there's quite a space consideration to take into account. And we're not going to touch on some space saving methods and and builds. Um, If you're interested in that, then, you know, there's there's a lot of of places to explore around, you know, building mini ITX machines and things like that that are really, really small, you know, the size of a laptop sort of thing. And we're going to link to some like useful resources in the show notes as well, mm. where you can find that kind of information too, because we just yeah. don't have the time really to cover all of exactly, that. Exactly, exactly. Um, and you know, I th- like you said, you know, if you've got if you've got problems and you encounter issues, sometimes they can be a little bit tricky to sort of fix, and that can be a little bit frustrating. Um, but you know, there is a lot of expertise of it around online. People are around to help. Um, you know, on the internet in communities like Reddit and stuff like that. So you tend to be okay, really, and. 
And finally, you know, I know one of the selling points of a PC is that you can upgrade bits, you know, when when a bit, you know, if a bit breaks or if a bit gets old, then you can just upgrade that. But there are limits to that over time. There's only so much you can upgrade a PC before you really need to start actually buying start almost fresh, a new basically. PC. Yeah, yeah, you know, you, you, you've sort of ended up just, you know, you can keep upgrading, but it's like the it's like the story about the about the broom right where it's like yes. you know you've had the same broom for 40 years you've just you know you know it's only gone through 10 handles and 10 broom heads exactly it's, like, it's we, just a new broom yeah it's just 10 <laughs> new brooms so you it, like that is a factor as well but it's that's the same as buying a new console right so it's it's not really um it's not it's not really a, a downside no. over consoles just a thing to keep in mind when purchasing a pc yeah definitely and there's three kind of avenues that we've identified of how to get into PC gaming and how to kind of acquire your own gaming PC. And we're going to focus primarily on the DIY aspect of it. So mm. you making it yourself, purchasing all the individual components, placing them all together and, you know, building it from scratch, essentially, with the with the components. But we are going to touch on very, very lightly the other options, which are the what we've pegged the off-the-peg sort of model where you just simply go to a retailer, so ones that we've come up with here, things like Alienware and Razer PCs, mm. and they're just, they're kind of like games consoles in a way. They, they just come ready to go out the box. You know, all the components are already installed, um, the operating system is already set up to work, um, Chance Start's even already got, like, game software installed on it, and you turn it on and you start playing. And this used to be a, a, a really bad option, you know, a good few years ago when we were first building our, our gaming PCs. You know, we would have been like, never, ever do that. They'll be terrible. You know, they, they'll be, you'll never be able to upgrade them and stuff like that. But, you know, actually now people like Alienware and Razer, you know, they're making PCs that are, A, they're really good value. Um, and, you know, aren't so much of a premium anymore. And, and B, they do tend to use fairly generic parts nowadays because they know that that's why people want to get into PC mm. gaming. So they do make the builds fairly generic so that you can upgrade them. You know, for example, Tony, she's got a, or had an, an Alienware PC. And this is actually a good few years ago now, you know, it, it, the, that she got it. Um, and she still uses the case. And we've just completely refreshed all the internals um you know and everything still works and you know if you'd go back a few years more you wouldn't have been able to do that because the case would have had a special motherboard in it that was only for that case and that kind of thing everything was very bespoke to that particular model of that alienware pc that you bought off the peg um so that's definitely an option um it's not a bad option at all you know there are some downsides but you know again with with we just we're saying that's an option but it's not something we're going to talk about here yeah the other option that you can choose as well is sort of the made-to-measure PCs as well, where although you aren't building it yourself physically, you're building it on the storefront. So you're telling the company that you're buying it from, I want this processor, mm. this graphics card, I want this case. And then you have a little bit more personalized kind of, you have a more personal touch to it, but they are ultimately still building it for you and it will come ready to go. Mm. Upside to things like that is that you get more what you want and you get the confidence that it's been built by a professional almost always with some form of warranty built into it yes so if something does go wrong it's not your problem you just go back to the manufacturer or the the retailer and say look it's not working the downside of course is that you do pay a small premium for that as well so like if you built it yourself you would obviously pay less because you're just buying the parts and doing the labor yourself whereas in this instance you're both paying for the labor and for the convenience of having them doing it for you too so absolutely and they often don't have the full flexibility of like every possible component you can buy they tend to Mm -hmm. sort of you know it tends to be sort of a framework of components that they tend to put together again you, you know alienware do um Alienware and Dell do examples of that sort of made-to-measure stuff. Our favourite, I think, in the UK is, is Scan, right? The the retailer Scan um, have these have their three XS systems, which they yeah, build themselves. Yeah, that's what themselves. I use. That's what you've got, right? Yeah, I've got a three XS system. You know, the, one of the other advantages is that they they're very neat builds. You know, they 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 neaten up all the cables and stuff like mm. that so that they look good inside. Um, and yeah, I I think again, really great option, just not something we're going to talk about here because there's not you know we've t- kind of done it right like. We don't need a full episode on it. (laughs) So we're really focused. Want to focus on you know as as you said, like picking all the parts, building your you know building it yourself. But that can seem quite daunting. You know, it's like there's so many options of of all the components. Like there's so many things you need to buy. Are they going to work together? You know, which ones do you spend more money on? Which ones do you spend less money on? And we've got a reasonable amount of experience in this. And 
we've got our own opinions on sort of some points around those and to be clear they are opinions this is not like this is the right way to build a pc Mm. this is just kind of in our experience this is how you can kind of cut out some of that decision making by just like simplifying things it's also been the most cost efficient as well yeah definitely we understand that most people don't have an unlimited funds to be able to build this the ultimate gaming Mm. pc you know people do want to work to a budget make sure that they're getting the best bang for their buck so to speak absolutely uh and so we're trying to keep that in mind as well when we're recommending things and that's sort of the first point that we've kind of come to Mm. which is don't buy the top tier product like the, the if you go onto a storefront and you sort it by price descending don't choose the first page basically <laughs> yeah, exactly like there's this there's this thing in the in the in the pc world with components and manufacturers whenever they release a brand new set of components or range of products um there's always a couple of models right at the top that are really expensive and they're like the flagship ones and they they can be double the price of the components underneath them if not triple the price and they are not twice as good or three times as good they are 10 percent better they are there for the people that have unlimited funds or want to build a flagship, you know, show PC for some particular reason. You know, like if you're a retailer and you want to have, you know, a, a particular like flagship machine or stuff like that, you know, otherwise they are just not that those components are just not worth the money that you no. pay for them um, in terms of performance per, you know, pound or performance per dollar. So definitely do not buy those top tier products there's a they're, they're, there's a really diminishing return on the on the price of yeah, them that's the word for it. It, it there are massive diminishing returns mm. within the pc component market yeah so you never want to you never want to kind of f- fight that game sort of thing no. you always want to try and stay at the most efficient the, the curve you know on, on on in the middle exactly and 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 for, to that point you also it's best not to buy like bottom tier products already as well because they tend to be reserved for really really cheap builds or stuff where it just doesn't matter and to be honest the way that the pc component market works those bottom tier like real cheapy products are basically out of date when you buy them you know they they tend to be last generation stuff you know stuff that's maybe a year two years old still being sold as a current you know current year product but they're basically not they're just the cheap leftovers that they're trying to get rid of so those are things to definitely look out for in general for this is that pretty much applies to all components right some more than others but generally speaking that's a good rule of thumb to live by when you're choosing what you want to start with where you want to kind of aim towards Mm. and overall Although we're kind of, you know, we're saying you should kind of aim for the middle tier products. At the same time, if you do decide to maybe go upper or lower middle tier, generally speaking, choose the same for everything too. Mm. So if you buy an upper middle tier motherboard, then choose an upper middle tier CPU as well. Yeah. Don't spend lots of money on a really good motherboard and then buy yourself a really cheap cpu you know yeah try and stay in the same overall price bracket yeah and although the actual components themselves do vary in price so for example uh your cpu and graphics card will always almost always cost you more relatively speaking than say your motherboard will do yeah you want to try and keep the same price brand there you the price brackets the yes. same you know yeah and that can be kind of tricky but you really just sort of need to look at like okay what is the cheapest in the you know that i can buy what is the most expensive and then that gives you your range and then you can sort of get a feel for where the middle point is it tends to be where the most products are are sort of like around the middle yeah. bit then you can just kind of work around either side of there and yeah you're absolutely right and also as we as we said as well like another as another general piece of advice you know if you if you do replace stuff you know once you've built this pc you know if you if you keep everything simple and which is what we're going to talk about here you know not anything particularly quirky or weird in terms of choices of 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 components you can tend to reuse them in in another machine or you can sell them you know and if you buy stuff that's a little bit weird and a little bit unusual then you're going to struggle more to to resell or, or reuse um with all that said, yeah, like we've we've really done a very broad job of explaining the ups and downs and what to look out for in building PCs. But when it comes down to the nitty gritty of it, it does come down to buying individual components. Right. And there are a lot of types of components you need to 
bite, isn't there? Yeah, there are. So and you, if, you're, if you're already thinking about this, then you will have heard of some of these. But to start off, the sort of the first thing that you need to be thinking about um, buying is your motherboard. And the motherboard is basically, it's sort of the main central circuit board in a PC that everything else then connects to. And it's the thing that sort of orchestrates them all. It's your um, canvas, basically. Yeah, exactly. And and sort of good, if you're looking at vendors and, and, and makes of motherboards, some good vendors are, are people like um, Asus or Gigabyte. Uh, or MSI or um, EVGA, they're sort of four four good vendors. There are others as well. Really, with motherboards, when you're looking at them and you're like, oh, there's so, you know, which one do I pick? A lot of it comes down to um, features. You know, the more you spend on a mo- motherboard, you tend to get more built-in features. Like maybe one has has Wi-Fi built-in, or maybe one supports overclocking, which is where you you run your computer at a faster rate than it was originally designed to um, which makes it run hotter but also faster so you sort of squeeze more out you know things like that and one sort of trick there's there's two real tricks in 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 our minds when when picking motherboards first of all one trick that you can do is you can buy you can actually buy a kit of motherboard um, cpu so that's your processor um, and the ram as well which is the the sort of uh the, me- the memory not the storage but the memory of the of the computer and if you buy a kit of those three which you can buy from people like scan and 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 you know component manu- um, component suppliers you know that they work together because those mm. three are the ones that can be the trickiest to get to make sure that you're getting the right thing you know making sure that you're getting the right cpu for a motherboard is a little bit tricky so one trick is to buy a kit of the three because one thing you don't want to have happen is buy all your wonderful components they all turn up they're all really shiny and you realize that you've bought a cpu that just doesn't fit into your motherboard right now lots of components do sort of just work across the board so for example like your ram will almost always work your hard drives will almost always work but things like your CPU and your RAM, not your RAM, sorry, and your graphics card, they will need specific slots. Yeah. So you need to make sure that you buy a motherboard that supports that. Yeah. And to get around that, like you say, the kits are a good a good way of kind of removing that uncertainty yeah. from what you're buying. Absolutely. And you usually get a good sort of um, efficiency between them too. They usually have, a, again, they're very similarly tiered usually. Yes. So you're not definitely. buying like one that's really good and one that's really terrible. You're kind of buying ones that kind of work together quite nicely. And... Generally speaking, if you're buying one of the more expensive ones, like the upper tier ones, you're also doing what's one of our other tips, which is making sure you get one of the more newer socket types, which is sort of like the new the new layout of a cam- of, of the motherboard. Yeah, exactly. Like each basically um the CPU, the processor that has they have particular sockets, which is the basically the shape of them essentially. Um and you know, you tend to be able to buy the previous generation socket of you know cpu socket motherboard and our suggestion is don't do that because you're you're just immediately cutting off a couple of years of longevity of your of the Mm -hmm. pc you're building and actually the newest socket doesn't tend to be more expensive they just kind of leave the old ones around because that's the thing that really dictates the rest of your build and so if you need to replace a motherboard down the line you know in a few years and you don't want to replace everything else yet then you want to buy an older motherboard um to to, you know keep it going so that's why they keep the old ones available but generally speaking try and buy the newest socket you can uh the next component after that that you're going to want to kind of look out for and pick up is going to be your cpu your central processing unit yeah so this is kind of the main engine right if we're Mm. going to use our car car analogy this is the engine this is what makes everything else happen for the most part yeah and and in my opinion you know picking a cpu is fairly straightforward okay there's there's two manufacturers of cpu there's amd and there's intel and don't get sucked in to that like amd versus intel there's a lot of like you know, debate either way and stuff like that. You know, it it's really much of a muchness, you know. It's, Especially nowadays. Basically, it tends to be that the manufacturers oscillate. So one year Intel will be better and then the next year AMD will be slightly better and then Intel and, AMD, you know, and that kind of thing. So, you know, you can sort of pick based on gut feeling you know vibe you know you just look at stuff and be like what what team seems to be most dominant right now you know at the time of recording it's intel um and amd really have the kind of quirkier things you know they have sort of processes that that are a little bit weird you know they have more cores than intel but they're slower if you were asking me right now and you were like which should i go for i would be saying intel um which we have been saying for a long time um but 
yeah, that's something that you're just sort of going to have to get a little bit of a vibe for, but mm. also don't get too hung up on it. It doesn't really matter that much. They're both going to be good products. Yes. They're both going to do exactly what you intend them to do. Right. You aren't going to get sort of ripped off, so to speak, if you choose one or the other. No, definitely not. And so really, it then all comes down to budget. You know, CPUs are like a sliding scale. You can buy cheap CPUs, you can buy expensive ones, um, you know, and there's quite a wide range. And they just go, they just basically, each one gets a little bit more expensive and a little bit faster. And you just and you just go. I'm okay to spend this much, and you you know you carve out a bit of your budget for it. You know, I've built PCs where I've spent only you know eighty quid on a CPU, and then sometimes I've spent you know over two hundred on a CPU. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's just like one is worse than the other. That's it. Like there's nothing yep. really to it. The only thing to keep in mind, like what you already mentioned in the motherboard, make sure you buy the one with the correct socket that yeah. matches your motherboard if you've not bought a motherboard kit. Yeah, exactly. Um, and the the third part of those kits that we were talking about is the, is the RAM. Um, and this is the sort of, as I say, it's the memory that sort of... It essentially dictates how many programs you can run at once. Um, yeah, each program much. that runs uses some RAM. And some programs like games and photo editors and video editors use more RAM. You know, the more intensive the program, the more RAM it uses. Um, and there's a lot of choice for RAM and just forget it like it doesn't matter like like the it doesn't matter what vendor of ram you buy it doesn't matter don't buy the like weirdly expensive stuff it's it just doesn't matter because the gains are so minuscule basically it's down to size so you'll see ram measured in terms of gigabytes so it'll be like eight gigabytes or 16 gigabytes you'll buy them in little pairs of little circuit boards um and right now at the time of recording you should be buying at least 16 gigabytes Mm -hmm. um but Basically, the advice is sort of, you might have a feeling if you have a laptop and you know how much RAM it has, you know, and so you know sort of what the current RAM number is. And just buy a little bit more than you yeah. think you need will need. So if you're thinking, yeah, 8 gigs probably fine, buy 16. If you're yeah. like, I'm going to do some video editing, so I'm thinking 16, maybe buy 32. You know, just yeah, like absolutely. go up a little bit um, and buy it all at once um, and so that you're getting all the same you know, same brand of RAM, same, you know, the same speeds and stuff like that. It really doesn't yeah, matter that much. It doesn't matter what you buy, like just buy some RAM. It's not a big deal. <laughs> it's very much quantity over quality in the RAM, in RAM side of things. You just want the right quantity of RAM in your PC to get the job done. Yeah, exactly. There are a lot of different like speeds and stuff and it's just like, just buy some, just pick some in the middle of the stuff. Like don't buy really expensive stuff and yeah, and, and move on. The next one we've got, is storage which is sort of like the other side of the the the, mam- the ram side of things which is rather than it being about what's kind of stored temporarily this is where you're going to save your files so this is where your games are going to be stored this is where your pictures are going to be stored that kind of thing and there's really two types of storage you've got your solid state drives and your hard drives now for the most part you don't really need to worry too much about getting one or the other but if you are thinking of having say a lot of, like for example i use my pc to my main media server as well so i've got quite a lot of video and picture files on my pc i have both an ssd and a hard drive because the hard drives are more useful for storing large quantities of files that don't need to be accessed super quickly yeah, so basically like the the SSD, the solid state drive is the is the really fast one, right? And it's more expensive um and you get less storage. So with the SSDs, mm. they are seemingly a really easy way of saving money because they're really expensive by comparison to the hard drives, right? Yeah. Relatively speaking. And you get such a small amount of uh, of you know storage space like you look at an ssd and it gives you 250 gigabytes of storage for like maybe like 50 60 quid where you can get a hard drive that gives you a terabyte of storage which is four times as much for like you know 30 pounds yeah and you're thinking well that's a no-brainer but this, the biggest difference there is that the ssd is a very different component you use it in a very different way you're not going to use it to store your files on generally speaking unless you're pretty flush with money you're going to be using it to store your programs on because yeah. then that's how your PC then loads those files up, recalls the programs, saves those programs and what's going on with it. So in this instance, we're talking about gaming PCs. It's where your games are going to be stored and that's how your game's going to load. And if it's on an SSD, they're going to load much faster. They're going to be much more efficient. Whereas they're on a hard drive, you're going to have much longer load times. Yeah. And your operating system as well. Like if you're loading, you know, turning your PC on, 
it's going to be much quicker from an SSD than it is from a hard drive. Yeah, it cannot be understated the difference. The difference is like 10 times. Always, always buy an SSD to put in your PC nowadays. Like it's buy an SSD and then if you think you need to store a lot of files or photos or whatever, buy a normal, you know, spinning metal hard drive as well. And buy kind of middle of the road, you know, don't don't go crazy. Samsung is a really good it's a really good SSD manufacturer. They've been good for ages. They will probably continue to be really good. And don't worry about like there's lots of weird SSDs you can buy. You can buy ones mm. that are like that look a little bit like graphics cards. Um, you can buy ones that are little like tiny boards that just sort of like jam onto the side of your motherboard don't worry about any of that stuff you know that they're, they're fiddly they you know the, the the standards are changing a lot just buy an ordinary ssd that connects over with sata which is the standard um, hard drive connector and then we move on to sort of like the almost the elephant in the room i think this is the one that gets the most press and attention i would mm. say when it comes to building your own pcs and it's also what dictates the level of power of pc overall i would say this is very much the the driver of it and that's your graphics card your gpu and this is really what does all of the heavy lifting when it comes to processing visuals so your games primarily uh, is used for other things like video editing for example but primarily graphics card is going to be what makes your games run at super nice frame rates with really pretty graphics and yeah you can this is very much like the, the cpu example if it's a sliding scale you can spend just infinite amount of money on graphics mm, cards absolutely a little bit like cpus there are two vendors um there's amd and then there's nvidia but what can be kind of confusing is that amd and nvidia themselves don't sell graphics cards instead what they do is they design them and they design the like standard layout and the chipsets and stuff like that and then other manufacturers then make them and they make them with slightly different you know levels of of performance and different features and different connectors and stuff like that and so good vendors if you're looking for graphics cards i think are people like evga um, or asus so the two that we've already mentioned um, and also xfx as well uh, they make they make some good graphics cards uh, gigabyte as well they do as well like you say they they it's quite a sliding scale and it's actually quite they're actually relatively easy, right? So when you look at, at graphics cards, they have numbers and and they have like series. They have sort of like groups of products. At the moment, we've got um, on the AMD side, we have the RX, like the RX 5 series, if you like, or 500 series. And they, and they go from the RX 550 up to the RX 580. So you can see there's just a 550 going up to 580. And then on the NVIDIA side, we have the GeForce... 10 series at the moment so they go from 1030 up to 1080 and basically the bigger number means that it's better and it means that it's more expensive and if Generally you buy a 1080 speaking. it's going to be really expensive and if you buy a 1070 or a 1060 it's going that's sort of middle of the road they're the ones that we're sort of suggesting you should probably buy you know so that's that's really it's relatively simple and when you then look into so let's say you go okay i'm going to buy um a geforce 1060 Okay, and then you look at the list of of 1060s that you can buy, and there'll be a whole bunch of different, you know, there'll be ones from EVGA, there'll be ones from XFX, and then if you if you're trying to decide, one simple trick that you can use is if you can stretch to it, pick one with more VRAM, um, which is very similar to to RAM, the normal RAM that we talked about, um, but it tends to be things like two gigabytes or six six gigabytes, mm. and you can get a you know, a GeForce 1060, say, with two gigabytes of VRAM. And you can also get a 1060 with four gigabytes of VRAM. So pick, if you can, if you can afford it, pick the four gig one. Um, yes. That means that there's more memory on the graphics card to handle the visuals of the game. So that tends to be about textures and things like that. So when you've got really complex looking textures on, on the 3D models in a game, the more VRAM on the graphics card, the more textures it can hold in itself and that it doesn't have to like hand back over to the rest of your computer to, yes. to sort of store it can keep it all which makes it a lot faster um, and makes the performance better for the most part graphics cards are one of the few components i would recommend maybe looking at reviews for too yes so we do a little bit more research on this than the other components because yep. although they're always going to do generally speaking the same job if you've got a specific game you want to play or a specific action you want it to partake in 
some card and some chipset series will have slightly more advantages over the others and there might not be a price difference there it might just be what comes down to works better and what you want it to do yeah so we'll link to a couple of really useful uh resources where you can find kind of good re- uh, good reviews for them uh and that will give you a good idea idea of what to choose so whether to choose the amd or the nvidia chipset stuff whether to choose what series whether to choose what what manufacturer of the cards, mm, etc. Yeah, 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 uh, that's this is the main area to do that sort of like min-maxing research work. Yeah, absolutely, this is where that you can really make a bit of a difference, especially for gaming. Where you make very little difference, in my opinion, is uh, the power supply, right? So you need, yes. a, you need a power supply in your computer. Sometimes they come with a case. So sometimes when you buy a case, you get the power supply as well. But that's less and less of a thing nowadays, um, as people like to buy their buy a particular power supply. People get quite fussy about power supplies. Like there's like <laughs> stuff around efficiency and like oh, I don't know. It's I, in my opinion, I'm just like it doesn't matter. I think no, it's so unimportant, really. Buy a buy a power supply from a good vendor because then the quality of the components is decent and it's going to last a bit longer. Um, so people like Corsair or EVGA again, um, Thermaltake, Silverstone, and Zalman. Uh, they all make. Uh, decent power supplies. I've got some power supplies from people like um, Corsair and Zalman that I've had since I first started building PCs and they still work, um, you know, in old PCs. And so that, you know, a a decent PSU will last pretty much forever. Um, So, you know, spend a reasonable amount. One of the reasons why I say I suggest avoid on the real budget power supplies is because I always get a little concerned that your power supply is basically responsible for looking after the rest of your components. Yeah. And if your power supply isn't up to scratch and it, you know, breaks and sends too much power to one of your components, then it's, it's going to kill it. everything yeah. else. So I always think, you know, just you know, don't go super budget. Um, you know, buy from a decent vendor and then the quality is going to be good. But just don't worry about it, really. Just buy a, buy a decent branded one, dropped yeah. on. Yeah, the only exactly. thing to make sure, don't buy a particularly low wattage one because that might not be able to power all the components within your PC at once. Because, yeah. for example, things like your graphics card can be quite power hungry. Yeah. And for the most part, you don't think about that. Usually when you like, plug something into a wall, you think, oh, it just has all the power it needs. But it, it doesn't work quite that way. It's a little bit more complicated than it's worth going into. But for the most part, you want one that can kind of accommodate all the power requirements of your PC. So right. always get more than you think you'll need. For the yeah, most and part. This, is, this is where our advice will differ from people on the internet. Because people on the internet will tell you that you should be buying a power supply that is as close to what you need as possible because that makes it the most efficient. I really don't give a stuff about, uh, you know, working (laughs) out those kinds of figures. I think it's too dangerous because you're going to be, if you get it wrong, then you're going to fry something. So I would rather just go a little bit over. So if I had to put a number, I would be like, for the stuff that we're suggesting, 600, 700, 800 watt power supply, you're going to be fine. Like, and then don't worry about it. And then the last main component of a pc which seems a bit obvious but we haven't touched on until the very end which is your case this yep. is the body that everything goes inside of yeah and this really we're only going to talk about atx full atx cases which are the big ones you've seen you can get some that are a bit smaller which are like medium ATI, uh, atx cases like mini ones or you can get some super small ones like micro cases that like fit in almost your palm or your hand not mm. far off you mm. know um but we're talking about the big cases that you see yeah and they don't really matter what you buy it really comes down to aesthetics here for what you like the look of yeah the only thing to keep in mind maybe which you've made a note of is make sure that the reviews that you read of the case because you should always check out reviews for everything you buy really Mm. is that it's easy to build for yeah because some cases are kind of built in such a way that they're kind of awkward to get your hands in to kind of like you know screw one particular component together you want to make sure that it's kind of like nice and easy to open up click it everything in job done yeah, I've always, that's what I've always done. When I've been picking a case, I've always looked at the reviews and gone, does it say that, you know, it's got some nice screws that you, you know, you can use with your fingers so you don't have to get a screwdriver out? Yes. Does it say that the motherboard tray is really easy to access, you know? Or does it say, oh, it was a little bit fiddly and there were some sharp edges that we kept cutting ourselves on? You know, yeah. that's something to avoid. You don't want that. And yeah, as, as you said, like... Our advice is go for full-size cases because that means that almost always everything that you buy will physically fit 
you know, short of unless you buy the longest graphics card in the world, it's probably <laughs> going to fit and you don't need to be like, oh, crap, have I bought a case where my graphics card isn't going to fit? Or like, I'm not going to have enough space for my three hard drives that I want to buy, you know, get a full size <laughs> case and then you just don't have to worry about that stuff. They tend to be cheaper as well. Yeah, generally speaking, because they're, they're not made for a specific purpose, then they're kind of the generic ones. Exactly. Um, and this is also an area where you can be more creative as well. You can get one that really suits what you like. So if you want a more kind of underspoken one, which is like a little bit more subtle, you can do that. If, but if you want like a really big, loud, not la- like literally loud, but like, you know, flamboyant Visually case loud. with like, you know, fans <laughs> and, and go faster stripes on it. You know, you can do that too, and you can make it look whatever you want. They're so easy to customize both off before you purchase them, but also after the case as well. Mm-hmm. After the case. <laughs> hey, the pun master's back. Yeah, so that's the sort of main components really, isn't it? Motherboard, processor or CPU, RAM, storage, graphics card, power supply, and case. Yeah. And then there are some other bits, you know, the perks of PC building you know you can buy you can do some other things if you if you need a wi-fi if you need wi-fi in your pc then you can buy a wi-fi card if you want to watch blu-rays on your pc blu-ray drive but you can always add those things later you know build your pc get it up and running you know and then you can you can tack on some stuff later if you if you want to you know one thing you mustn't forget to buy is a copy of windows um that's an easy one to forget um you will need a a new copy of windows unless you've got one spare um but the the licensing is a bit weird now it's kind of easy it's just to buy a new new copy it's a bit cheaper than it used to be anyway so just go for it yeah and you might find that if you do buy like a motherboard kit for example that might come ready to go you might get like a copy in the box sort of thing you don't have to add to it just make sure you get it because the last thing you want is after you know like a day a full day's worth of building your pc with all your shiny new peripherals they're all super clean and everything you power it up and you've forgotten to get the most basic thing (laughs) which is which is windows to be able to play the damn thing exactly um and then you know if you're building and this is a brand new machine and you've got nothing else, then you will need to think a little bit about peripherals as well. Um, so things like you, what what monitor are you going to get? What keyboard are you going to get? Mouse and headphones and stuff like that. Um, you can really save here because if you've got anything that you can reuse, you know, like you've already got a keyboard or a mouse or, you know, your friends have got something that they can lend you or something like that, you know, that's where you can start to really bring the cost down. But otherwise, if you're if you're buying stuff... It really, the same tips that we've said already apply for peripherals as well. You know, you can probably buy middle tier, you know, middle tier products. Mm. Um, Don't go mad. Reviews, I think, are most important with peripherals. Yes. You know, because there's there's a lot of variation and they you know it can really make or break it so definitely read reviews. Um, Again, we'll link to some good websites for reviews um, to help out there. And it's also a lot of fun to buy yes, crystals too. Like, definitely. It, it's, it's definitely the most enjoyable part of it because these are very much plug and play. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you, they're almost always going to be USB based or HDMI based for a monitor uh, and off you pop sort of thing, you know. And so you can buy what you like the look of. You can like what looks cool and feels good and has like the right um, accessories or right gimmicks to them. Like maybe you want like a mouse that has like a, a million buttons on it or something, yeah. you know. You can do that. This is how you make it your own computer i would say absolutely and you know we've recommended some vendors for other products so for peripherals you know there's the good vendors are people like razor corsair crucial logitech and asus for for peripheral peripherals for monitors Mm -hmm. i don't know samsung belkin belkin asus again my my monitors are asus yep lg yeah lg LG. some good monitors so you know it's I think, um, you know, sometimes you can pay a little bit for brand prices, especially people like Razer. Um, they often have a bit of a premium. So all the more reason to look at reviews, really, to make sure mm-hmm. that you're getting good value. And that's kind of it when it comes to actually purchasing mm. all of the bits you need. There are a lot of things you need to build by individually, but quite a few of them are actually quite cheap in the grand scheme of things. Yep. Uh, you know, you don't need to buy a great deal of it. So... The, the the core components, things like your motherboard, your processor, your graphics card, that's what's going to cost you the main bulk of your money. Mm. And everything else is just going to be kind of add-ons to it. They do, do, do add up to price, but as long as you stay within budget, you know, have an idea. Like, I would say at the moment, roughly, I'd say £600. Would, yeah. you, would you agree? Is, yeah. It's about what you're aiming for, for a kind of reasonably budget-level PC. Yeah, not including, um, not including peripherals and peripherals, monitors and stuff no. like that. You know, the PC then, itself... You're probably going up to about a thousand roughly if you want like a pretty pretty decent long life one. Yeah. 
and then it just goes on from there obviously yeah and you can go down from 600 if you want you know if you scrimp out on a few bits and pieces and really kind of push it then you know you can easily build something for three or four hundred pounds and just be mindful that it's not going to last as long um but that's you know if you if you follow some of our tips then you're likely to pick parts that you'll be able to upgrade a little bit sooner maybe maybe it's you know you want to get into it so you want to spend you know three four hundred pounds now and then you know you're you're okay that in a year or two years time you're probably going to quickly want to upgrade something um you know and if you've bought reasonable stuff and then you you'll be able to upgrade fairly straightforwardly just make sure that your pc can run that game that you want to play right because chances are there's a particular pc game that you want to play and if you build a PC that can't play it, you're going to be so devastated. Yeah, exactly. And then, so when you come up, when it comes on to um, to building your PC, um, I think YouTube is super useful here. There's a lot of stuff on YouTube for helping you with with builds and understand how to put stuff together. There's lots of stuff on the web as well. Um, you know, we'll link to we'll link to some websites. Do take some time to sort of make it neaten it up if you can. Um, so you know, use some things, use some cable ties and stuff like that to sort of neaten the wires up a little bit. Um, and it'll probably it'll probably take longer than you think it will. You know, this is yes. not something that you can do in ten minutes. Um, so carve out a bit of space. You know, whether it's a desk or or you know whatever, so that you you can leave stuff there as you're working on it and coming coming away from it and going back to it um, as you're putting it together. And also, like once you've built it, setting it up and installing everything will take a little bit of time as well. Um, it's got Longer easier nowadays, you but you do still need to, you know, install drivers and stuff like that. Yeah. Things that we haven't touched on, um, which maybe if you already know a little bit about computer building that you'd be interested in, but is too much detail to really include in one podcast is anything regarding say 4k display stuff so games that yeah. running at 4k is relatively new um, and does require a little bit more research and going to hit your pocket more definitely um same with vr vr is basically the same idea as well you need a quite a beefy pc to be able to run the vr and the headsets themselves are really pricey yeah there's a lot of stuff to think about there as well with VR, like Oculus Rifts and stuff like that. They require like multiple HDMI ports and particularly high powered USB ports and stuff like that. You know, there's a lot of there's quite a lot of fiddly stuff there at the moment. Yeah. If you're really keen on getting into VR, I would say buy something off the peg or like, yeah. you know, one of the made to measure options where it says that it's VR ready, you know, and it will work with a Rift or a Vive. Um, otherwise, I think you, especially for a first time, you, you, you're going to struggle. Yeah, you you you're setting yourself up to fail if you're building yourself a VR capable PC without pr- too much prior knowledge because yeah. chances are it will have some problems right. that you're going to have to pay out for. To I would to fix. I would be worried about you know the I would be thinking God I've really got to research this you know I'd probably be asking yeah. Gareth like what did you have to consider because I know he had to you know buy some different stuff and he you know there was it was a bit of compatibility issues and stuff like that so yeah. it's definitely tricky. It, it, it's it's a minefield of things to take into consideration which is why we're not touching on it now because we are certainly a not prepared for it and b don't have time. Yes, absolutely. Um, we've also not talked about, you know, multiple graphics cards. That's an approach where you sort of buy more than one to get better performance. In my opinion, never been worth it. Only kind of flashy looking, um, or Bitcoin mining, you know, you really don't need multiple graphics cards. Just buy a more expensive graphics card and problem solved. We've also not talked about overclocking. Overclocking, as I said earlier, is where you sort of, you basically buy a cheaper component and then make it run faster like one of the more expensive ones Mm -hmm. and in some cases this is all that the vendors are doing they're just like pre-overclocking stuff before they sell it to you and they put a premium on it um but you there are two things there you if you want to do overclocking yourself then you pay a premium for the parts that let you do it so the motherboard will be more expensive the processor Mm -hmm. will be more expensive um if you're overclocking graphics cards they'll be more expensive and you probably don't want to do it as a beginner. You run the risk of wrecking something. You often, less so nowadays, but in the past, you would immediately invalidate your warranty if you overclock. Yes. Now, some components do come with with overclocking, you know, warranties that support overclocking. But I just think it's not worth it as a beginner. And it's no. not worth it when you're buying a fresh machine to be like, okay, now I'm going to like try and overclock it loads to get more out of it. You know, because why is it machine already capable of what you want to do in the first place? Right. It, I, I think it's much better to just spend a little bit of extra money and buy the buy a PC that is rated at what you need, especially as yeah. a beginner. 
And the final thing, we not really talked anything about custom cooling. You know, again, if you don't do any overclocking, then the fans that come on your graphics card and the fans in your case and the fan on your processor will be enough because it's been rated to run at that temperature. Yeah. Um, and don't worry about buying fancy thermal paste. If you read about that on the internet, it's not It's not worth it. <laughs> yep. That's pretty much it. That is it. Yeah, absolutely. Like I say, we'll link to some resources on the show notes specifically. Um, and if you have any questions about building your own PC as well, maybe some of our personal opinions on what to buy, uh, where to start looking, that kind of thing, then do let us know. Um, give yep. us a shout. Uh, it's been a really fun episode to record because like it's something that we've we've been doing now for a long time mm. uh, and we we really believe in pc gaming a lot obviously yeah. so yeah yeah let hopefully us know this how is, you get on if you do build one yeah hopefully this has sort of made it feel like okay yeah you know what actually that doesn't sound too hard you know i just need to you know buy within the appropriate you know, sort of budget range and away you go yeah. um you know i think you're gonna you're gonna have fun with it it's fun to pick stuff out you know it's fun to do the little bit of research and then build it and you know you know i've built this myself it's it's my yeah. machine it's what i want um so yeah it's it's it, i've always enjoyed it um and hopefully now if you're thinking about it this will push you to do it and, and you'll yeah. enjoy it as well um but yeah in the meantime if you if you do have any questions you can contact us via uh, email with show at octal.fm you can tweet us if it's a short question like amd or <laughs> intel gelato yeah. and zephyrin um <laughs> then we're at octal.fm on twitter uh you can come find us on facebook uh, just facebook.com slash octal.fm or just search for it if you're an android user we're now on the google the new google podcasts app um so you know we, we were just straight on there from the word go um apparently it's it's really good but i've heard a lot of positive things about it so oh, if you're cool. an android user give it a go have a look see what it's like and otherwise that's about it i think yeah um i have been a gelada and i've been Severin. and catch us again for another episode of Octal FM very soon, so long as our gaming PCs don't explode. <laughs> oh dear. I'm going to add some like beeping noises at the end of there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like, weir, what's that? what is that loud fan noise? <laughs> <laughs>